0: Would you stand with me this morning as we honor the reading of the wonderful Word of the Lord? Today we're looking in the book of Proverbs, chapter number 31. The book of Proverbs, chapter number 31. We're going to read verse number 10, then we're going to drop down to verse number 27. Read verse 27 and 28. While you are turning there this morning, let me uh, uh, mention that uh, there are some Mother's Day corsages that... uh, Uh, that have been prepared, so if you'd like to buy a Mother's Day corsage for your mother, they're $10, and it goes, uh, the proceeds goes to uh, those that are uh, going on the missions trip to help them, and so if you haven't bought some uh, corsage for your mother, you can do that. Following the service this morning, first come, first serve, when they're gone, they're gone, all right? Amen, how about that for a marketing strategy? Yeah, there we go. Proverbs chapter number 31, verse number 10. The Word of God says, Who can find a virtuous wife? Other versions say uh, woman. Who can find a virtuous woman? A wife? A mother? Her worth is far above rubies. Verse number 27. She watches over the ways of her household and does not eat the bread of idleness. Her children rise up and call her blessed. Her husband also, and he praises her. Amen. Father, we thank you today for the opportunity we have. Thank you for the fact that not only is this the Lord's day, and Lord, we want to recognize that that's the most important thing today is that it is your day. But I thank you that also it had been set aside, Lord, that we honor our mothers today, and they are deserving of honor this morning. Father, anoint us, enable us, empower us, Lord, to uh, bring forth the Word of God, Lord, as it relates to mothers this morning, we ask in Jesus' precious name, all of God's uh, people said, praise the, Lord. praise the Lord. You may be reseated this morning. Well, we all understand this is Mother's Day, and being Mother's Day, I want to honor our mothers, but I don't want to just honor mothers, but especially I want to uh, honor godly mothers. Aren't you glad for godly mothers? mothers. Now, I've chosen seven out of 70 attributes of a godly mother. Aren't you glad I didn't go with all 70 this morning? Amen. But there are seven attributes of a godly mother that I want to talk about this morning. And first of all, a godly mother prays for her children. A godly mother prays for her children. I I think it is absolutely impossible to overstate the value of a mother's prayer. Charles Haddon Spurgeon, who was known as the Prince of Preachers, said, Who I am and what I have become and all that I have done, he said, I owe to the prayers of my mother. Susanna Wesley, mother of Charles and John Wesley, spent uh, uh, one hour every single day shut up with God alone in her room praying for her two sons. These two men were instrumental in bringing revival England. Catherine Booth stood boldly before God every single day in prayer and she declared, I will not be the mother of a wicked child. Her son William Booth founded the Salvation Army. Hear me this morning, mothers. You have more clout than E.F. Hutton. When you speak, God listens. The Bible talks about Hannah who prayed fervently for a child in 1 Samuel chapter 1. The Bible says that God heard her cry and opened her womb and Samuel was born. But I guarantee you that that Hannah didn't stop praying for her son after he was born. A godly mother prays for her children. I'm thinking of a dear friend of mine. Recently I was with him in another city when... When he pulled over at a cemetery and he said, do you mind if I stop here for a moment? I said, of course not. And I walked with him to the gravesite of his mother. She had been dead for 35 years. And yet, being dead for 35 years, tears still ran down his face as he described the memories he had of his mother. Many a night, he said, I went to sleep with the sound of my mother's voice in the other room as she called my name in prayer. He said, little if anything has had more effect on my life than the sound of my mother's voice calling out to God in behalf of me. Well, hear me this morning. Mamas, the Bible talks about a secret place of prayer. And you ought to have one. Oh, but let me encourage you today to also lift up your voice and let your kids hear you praying for them, calling their name to God in prayer. Godly mother prays for her children. Number two, a godly mother praises her children. There's nothing sweeter to a child's ear than the genuine heartfelt praises of its mother. John Hagee says, if you see an ugly child, he said, just follow that kid home and you'll discover an ugly mother and an ugly father. I disagree with Pastor Hagee. Oh, I say, if you see an ugly child, follow that child home and you'll discover a mother that thinks her child is beautiful. And she will probably enter that child in a beauty contest. I love the story of the mother who attended the graduation of her son who had just finished boot camp. Her son's platoon was marching. Only she noticed something odd. Every single time that uh, her son lifted his right leg, all the other recruits lifted their left and vice versa. She nudged the person beside her and said, Look, every one of those soldiers are out of step except my son. Godly mother praises, praises her children. oh, oh the child might, might get teased and picked on at school. The child might not excel in anything uh, that it does, but that child can depend upon the praises and the love and the support of its mother. Number three, this morning, a godly mother protects her children. The Bible tells us about a time when Pharaoh decreed that all of the male Hebrew babies were to be killed in Exodus chapter 1 and 2. So the mother of Moses made a little basket boat for him, put him in it, and hid him among the reeds along the bank of the river. She literally saved his life. A godly mother protects her children. If she is in an abusive relationship that places her child in danger, she will remove herself and her child from this relationship. If her child is being bullied at school or being treated unfairly by their siblings or a host of other possibilities, I could mention this morning, you can depend on a godly mama to protect her. Many years ago a young mother was making her way across the hills of South Wales carrying her tiny little baby in her arms when, when seemingly from out of nowhere she was overtaken by a blinding blizzard. She never reached her destination. And when the blizzard had finally subsided her body was found by rescuers beneath a mound of snow. But they discovered that before she died, she had taken off all of her outer clothing and had wrapped them around her tiny baby. And to the surprise and to the joy of the rescuers, they found that the baby was alive and the baby was well. She had placed the baby underneath her and she had given her life for the life of her child. Years later, that child, David Lloyd George, grown to manhood, became Prime Minister of Great Britain. And without a doubt, one of England's greatest statesmen. Oh, take a look at Golgotha. Oh, look at Golgotha. Almost everybody has forsaken our Lord. Where are those that He healed? Where are those that He has cleansed? Where are the multitudes that He has fed? Notice who is there. Mary, the mother of Jesus. Talking about seven attributes of a godly mother this morning. A godly mother prays for her children, praises her children, protects her children. Number four, a godly mother promotes her children. In Matthew chapter 20, verses 20 through 23, the mother of James and John comes to Jesus and asks Jesus if her two sons could have a little bit of clout. Could they have some recognition? Oh, she says, hey, why can't one of my sons sit on the right hand of you in your kingdom and the other sit on the left hand side of you in your kingdom? She is promoting her children. Oh, I feel sorry for the director of the school play who must answer all the mothers whose child was not selected to play the leading role because every mother believes their child is a star. Oh, we need to pray daily for Pastor Pam. Daily we need to lift our children's pastor in prayer because she's got to deal with all of the mamas. You're wondering, can she handle the little kids? It's not the little kids, it's the mamas. Who are irate because their child wasn't picked for the solo in the children's cantata. You can depend on mama to promote her children. and I think it's ironic that a mother can hear every missed note of somebody else's child and yet she is totally tone deaf when it comes to her own. I want to tell you that one of the scariest moments in my life came when I was umpiring a t-ball game. My son was playing t-ball. The umpire didn't show up. They looked for one of the dads. I was in the stands. They picked me and I umpired my son's t-ball game. T-ball, five-year and six-year-old kids. They hit the ball and run to third base. They set out out in center field and pick daisies. They're more interested in the snow cone they get when it's done than they are in the game. I'm umpiring a t-ball game, five, and six-year-old kids don't even know what they're doing. They're just there because their buddies are out there. And this kid comes, my, ch- my son's the catcher. And this kid comes around third and he comes running home and he slides in a home. And my son puts the tag on him, and I call him out! And he was. But this woman jumps out of the stands and comes running towards me. I thought she was going to beat me up. My daddy taught me never hit a woman. I think he said don't hit a lady. She weren't no lady. But she was a, she was a mama. And I thought, I thought she was going to beat me up. Hey, hey, those mamas will hurt you. And my career as a T-ball umpire lasted one game. I mean, send me to the, out to war, put me on the front lines, but don't ask me to umpire T-ball ever again. Number five, this morning, godly mothers prepare their children. Proverbs 22 and 6 says to train up a child in the way he should go. And when he's old, he will not depart from it. A lot of people take that to mean that if we take our kids to church, we teach them and train them that they'll always be saved, they'll never stray from God, and if they do, they'll always come back. I wish it meant that. It really doesn't. It just means they can never get away from the teaching and the training and the nurture and, and the principles that you put in their life. They may sin, but they're going to have some some conviction in the meantime. Amen? Amen? Proverbs chapter number 6 and verse, uh, verses 20 through 22. Oh, my son, keep your father's command, and do not forsake the law of your mother, but bind them continually upon your heart, and tie them around your neck. Because when you roam, they will lead you. And when you sleep, they will keep you. And when you awake, they will speak with you. Godly mothers prepare their children. Mothers teach us manners and social skills and a a host of other things that benefit us throughout our entire life. I love the true story. It happened in Knoxville, Tennessee. The police chief, fifty year old Phil Keith, was interrupted in a very special council meeting when his when his cell phone rang. Recognizing the number as the number of his mother and thinking that it might be an emergency, he answered the call. And his mother lit into him. Philip Keith, she said to her son, and how many understand when your mother uses your full name, you know you're in trouble. Philip Keith, she said, are you chewing gum? I know you are because I'm watching you there televising your council meeting on cable TV. You spit that gum out right now. Your chopping looks awful. I raised you better than that boy. Thank God for our mothers who prepared us for so many things in life. Notice some of the things in life that we learn from our, our mother. Our, our mother taught us logic. She taught us logic. She said, if you fall off of that swing and break your neck, you can't go to the store with me. Logic. Mama taught us medicine. If you don't stop crossing your eyes, they're going to stay that way. Mama taught us to think ahead. If you don't pass your spelling test, you'll never get a good job. She, she taught us to meet a challenge. What were you thinking? Answer me when I'm talking to you. Don't talk back to me. Mama taught us about humor. When that lawnmower cuts off your toes, don't come running to me. Mama taught us how to be an adult. If you don't eat your vegetables, you'll never grow up. She taught us about genetics. You're just like your father. She taught us about our roots. Do you think you were born in a barn? She taught us about the wisdom of age. When you get to be my age, you'll understand she said. Mama taught us about anticipation. Just wait until your father gets home. And Mama taught us about receiving. You're going to get it when you get home. And the all-time favorite thing that Mama taught us was justice. Mama taught us justice. One day you're going to have kids, and I hope they turn out just like you. Then you'll see what it's like. I can't wait. Godly mothers. <laughs> Dr. G. Campbell Morgan had four sons. All four of the sons were in the ministry. Had a family reunion. All four preachers were asked the same question What Morgan is the greatest preacher? And without even hesitating, they all said, Mother. None of us, but Mother. Winston Churchill was given a list of all of his teachers, asked to circle the name of the teacher that most influenced his life. Churchill marked through every single name and wrote beside it, My Mother. Oh, hear me, mamas. You, you you might not make it to the Hall of Fame. You may never climb to the very top of the corporate ladder. Your your name may never appear in Who's Who. Aren't you glad, though, that you don't have to be in Who's Who to know what's what? Amen. Ah, this world may never recognize your contribution as being substantial, but never forget the hand that rocks the cradle is the hand that rules the world. Friend, no greater assignment has ever been given than the assignment to mold and fashion and shape and nurture the tender and impressionable hearts of children. When C.M. Ward was once asked the question, what does America need more than any other thing? Without hesitation, he replied emphatically, Godly mothers. I'm giving you seven attributes this morning of a godly mother. Godly mothers pray for their children. They praise their children. Protect their children. Promote their children. Prepare their children. Number six this morning, godly mothers probe their children. I can't let Mother's Day go by. I can't let Father's Day go by without talking about this. And I make no Apology for it. To probe means to investigate. Godly mothers learn to become skilled detectives. (laughs) (laughs) Proverbs 31 and 27, she watches over the ways. She watches over the ways of her household. Hear me, mamas, you are too nice and too trusting sometimes. You see, kids don't usually do what's expected. They do what's inspected. So ask questions. Make phone calls. See if your kid is really where they said they were going to be. Make them call in. Give them a curfew. Look at their MySpace. Look at their Facebook And if you don't even know what I'm talking about, you're in trouble. I don't even have a computer at home. They've still got one, and you better look at it. Well, I don't know how. There's people that do know how, and they'll show. They'll help you. I'm talking good stuff right now this morning. Amen. Amen. Don't be naive. Don't be naive. Remember how you were? <laughs> yeah, how were you when you were their age? But pastor, I I trust my child. Yeah, but do you trust the hormone hurricane they're out with? Let me tell you, if he's anywhere from you know twelve to hundred, he's a hor- he's a, a hormone hurricane. Amen. <laughs> Let me just stop men a little bit. <laughs> Girls, tell those boys to keep their hands to themselves. Their hands don't belong on your breast. They don't belong on your hips. They don't belong on your legs. They don't belong up your dress or down your dress. Well, I might lose him. Well, he's a loser. (laughs) And let me tell you, kids will do things with a crowd they would never do alone. Know your kids' friends, and, and, and know their parents, and know what their values are. Let me give you a good idea this morning. Make your house the house where all the kids gather. There's a house where all the kids gather. Make it your house. So you can know what's going on, or at least you can think you know what's going on. When my kids were teenagers, our house was filled with kids. They ate our food. They drank our Cokes. They wore our kids' clothes. (laughs) They made messes. They spilled. They broke down our furniture. But at least we knew where our kids were. And we knew what they were up to. Most of the time. They're clever. I mean. And hear me. Hear me this morning, mama. Your, your kids might get mad at you for going through their stuff, but deep down, they're going to love you that you love them enough that you're interested in them. P.S. Don't expect them to thank you for it, they'll never admit this, but it's true. But pastor, pastor, what about their privacy? Uh, Let me tell you something about their privacy. If they want privacy, they can move out. If they want privacy, they can get themselves a job. If they want privacy, they can pay their own rent. If they want privacy, they can buy their own groceries and buy their own clothes and pay their own bills. And when they have proven they can be trusted, then they get more privacy. And if they give you any suspicion of all, at all of foul play, they've lost every right of privacy. Now let me, because some people take this and go overboard, so don't, don't, please use common sense here. Don't treat your kids like they're in prison unless they've broken the law. And if they've broken the law which is your law, they are in prison. And you are the warden. (laughs) Let me talk to the kids for a moment. It it might not sound like it, but I do love you. (laughs) I do love you. I'm I'm really not on mama or daddy's side. I'm really on your side. Because what I'm saying today is for your benefit, for your protection. Amen. I, I, I love you so much, I'm willing for you not to even like me for a little while because of what I'm saying today, if it will keep you safe and if it will keep you out of trouble. And hear me, hear me, moms. Your, your kids don't need for you to be their best friend. They got a best friend. Right now, they need a mother. When they're grown and they got kids of their own, they'll, they'll want you as their best friend. But right now, they've got a best friend. It's not you. Be their mother. Alright, the seventh attribute of a godly mother this morning. Godly mothers provide for their children. Now, I, I believe that, that dad ought to be the primary provider. But if dad cannot or if dad will not, then mama, you're going to have to step up. In Proverbs chapter 31, where the ideal wife and mother is described, verses 15 through uh, 21. Let's read there. Thirty. Uh, Proverbs 31, verses 15 through 21. Talk about mama. She rises while it is yet night and provides food for her household and a portion for her maidservants. She buys a a field and from her profits she Plants a vineyard. She girds herself with strength and strengthens her arms. She perceives that her merchandise is good and her lamp does not go out by night. She stretches out her hands to the distaff, and her hand holds the spindle. She extends her hand to the poor. Yes, she reaches out her hands to the needy. She is not afraid of snow for her household, for all her household is clothed with scarlet. Godly mothers make sure that all of the needs of her family are met. If there there are seven in her family and yet there's only six pieces of pie, all of a sudden mama is on a diet and says she doesn't want any. If there's only enough money for for, for shoes for the kids and not enough money for her, she will polish her own shoes, but the kids are going to get new shoes. Because godly mothers are the most unselfish creatures on the planet. Time and time and time and time again, I have seen my wife place the needs and the wants of her family ahead of herself. A little girl was shown pictures of her mom and her dad on their wedding day. And the little girl asked her father, said, Daddy, is this the day that you got mama to come and work for us? <laughs> A godly mother provides... For her family. If we could get the worship team back up this morning. We've been talking about seven attributes. Of a godly mother. Godly mothers pray for their children. Praise their children. Protect their children. Promote their children. Prepare their children. Probe their children. Provide for their children. Robert Ingersoll was a a well-known atheist in his day. Two young college students went to hear him speak. And after the speech where Ingersoll sought to tear Christianity apart piece by piece. On the way back to their dorm room, one of the students said to the other, said, Ingersoll sure knocked the props out from under our faith tonight, didn't he? The other student replied, not for me, he didn't. Ingersoll did not explain my mother's life. And until he can explain my mother's life, I'm going to stand by my mother's God. One Mother's Day, a pastor gave the perfect tribute. He said, my mother practices what I preach. I would concur today with CM Ward of Old. What America needs the most today is godly mothers. Father, I thank you today, Father, for my own godly mother who instilled in my life the blessing of God and Lord, she exemplified a, a woman of God. She wasn't perfect, but she loved you. She had a passion for you, and she taught me and she trained me. And I thank you, bless her publicly today. God, I thank you for these godly mothers that are here today. Thank you for their life. Well, some of these godly mothers today have unsaved children, and they grieve, and they go to to bed at night grieving because their son or their daughters are not saved. But God, they instilled in them the principles of the Word of God and exemplified through a godly life what a child of God looks like. God, I just take this opportunity today. Lord, thank you that your Word says that you're... Word will not return void and your word says that if we train up a child in the way they should go when they're old they'll not be able to depart from it they'll not be it will not get out of their head it'll not get out of their heart ring strong in the ears of those wayward children the ways that mom and dad lived and taught and trained Plant laborers in their lives strategically that can be used as an instrument to bring them back. In Jesus' name. Your heads are bowed and your eyes are closed today. And I, I know I didn't preach a salvation message today, but I going to tell you that the Holy Spirit is not limited to my